Ladies and gentlemen, get your popcorn ready, sit back, relax, because it's about time for chatting with George Noonan. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Brad's Redemption Show. <laughs> now, Brad, you didn't like the way your, your your first podcast with me came out, I'm assuming. I It's not that I didn't like it. I love it. I play it back a lot. Not that I like hearing myself talk that much, but I realized throughout the show, and I'm sure some of your listeners are like, I thought this guy was on a comedy show, <laughs> and, and I was sitting there mourning the loss of drug addict wrestlers. And I realized that you were setting me up for so many softballs and at 11 in the morning, I'm just not functioning and I got all sympathetic and sappy and that is not who the fuck I am. That's right. So, uh, I'm glad to be back. Thanks for the redemption opportunity, Mr. George. How are you? <laughs> of course, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Uh, it's funny because you were mourning the loss of wrestling. Now, I don't remember you not really performing poorly. Maybe you just weren't up to your standards. But believe me, the softballs will continue. So it, just start, start crushing them. I'm going to keep an eye out. Honestly, we, it was a great conversation. I don't know how great it was for anybody outside of you and me. <laughs> and I realized that you've got this tight knit circle of friends and you've got this great group of people that you continue to interview. Some of them have been on twice, three times even. And I realized I want to be one of them, but that was not the introduction I wanted to make. So now at eight o'clock at night with a beer in my hand, yes, instead of a lukewarm Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I am feeling a lot better about this opportunity. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Now you mentioned wrestling. You're doing a wrestling show tomorrow. How, how did you get involved in that? Uh, it's funny. Uh, if you listen to our show, by the way, the show is the Needless to Say podcast. You can find us over at NeedlessToSayPodcast.com. We tried to make it easy while still giving you carpal tunnel syndrome, typing it out. <laughs> um, but uh, we made friends with a group of guys from New Jersey called the True Story Bros. And they're very much uh, a pop culture pop podcast. And they started branching off some of its more anime focused, some of its more gaming focused. And there's a handful of the guys there's about six or seven of them at this point it's like the wu-tang clan they're just they keep growing <laughs> and they're just the nicest guys in the world and they asked me when they came up to visit us at rhode island comic-con they started talking wrestling and i jumped in and they said wow i had no idea you like wrestling and i said no i love wrestling and we it just kind of grew from there and they do one it's called bros at ringside and they've invited me on i'm the only out of state or they're all based in new jersey uh, but they invite me on and we have a blast. We do it live, which is more intimidating than I ever thought it would be. Well, how does that work? Well, they turn it on and we go. And then uh, anytime you say edit that, they say we can't. <laughs> it's like being on a wrestling yeah, show. To but be I honest. say that too. I say I, I don't edit anything either. So that doesn't really. 
it was funny because I, I was telling Craig, uh, the founder of our show, needless to say, and it, he's like, well, what are you doing with George? How is that show coming out tomorrow? Doesn't he have to edit it? I'm like, I think he's going to add music at the beginning and the end. And that's the end of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm responsible for everything in between. <laughs> don't make, yes. <laughs> and Craig's like, don't make an ass of yourself again. Again. So that was it. <laughs> but listen, I've been, I've been thinking, I, I want to get to Rhode Island comic cons first and stuff, but I mean, in a minute, but, um, I was thinking about calling this this episode the the redemption show, but I'm thinking more like um, human veal or <laughs> Tristan's human veal or something. What do you what, is that? What do you think about that? You've listened to nine episodes of our show out of two hundred and thirty, <laughs> and and you happen to chime into this one. Listen, uh, when you say th- the last twenty minutes of the, of the best minutes ever, I I listen to it. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, we. Uh, We've always said there's nothing off limits. <laughs> and we've talked about some outlandish shit over the years. I'm not going to lie to you. We've done some ridiculous things. It all started very early on. We talked about this the first time I was on about how I really enjoy dead celebrities. Yes. And I, I get a kick out of the ones that felt they were more important than they really were. And more important than that, I really hate the people that latch on to dead celebrities. The ones that are like, I was the biggest fan ever of like, you know, I don't know. Pick somebody that doesn't matter. Greg Brady. Yeah. Mike, Mike Brady, Mike Brady. I think Greg Brady is still alive. Greg, Greg Brady is still, is still alive and performing in Branson, Missouri right now. Kicking ass. <laughs> I might have him and Yakov Smirnoff are bringing down the fucking house. What a country. That, <laughs> did you call back to Yakov Smirnoff? <laughs> See how much better this is with beer. I know you're drinking a V8 sparkling energy or whatever, but I swear <laughs> Uh, this is so much better with beer. Uh, no, pick any random celebrity. I don't have to name one because I'm not going to sit here and be like the harbinger of bad karma. But <laughs> I got nothing but hate for the guys that were like, oh, you know, I was the most important piece of shit ever. No, you weren't. You didn't matter. Okay, you did one thing 18 years ago, and we all loved you for that. <laughs> but we don't love you. We love the memories that song may have given us or whatever else. So long story short, we've pushed the envelope for years over this. We've never done it about children. Until? Until about a week ago yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it happened that we were talking, and three of, out of the four of us on the show are parents. And one of us is a doting uncle. <laughs> and yet, when we heard that somebody might have gone into a wood chipper inadvertently, we were like, oh, that's awful. That's awful. And then our real true natures took over and we started making jokes <laughs> for 20 minutes and then we posted it to the internet and then what i think was great if you don't mind was the fact that you left you actually took a break and came back to do it well what you heard <laughs> that audio was not a segment a really? lot of times what we'll do because we're four guys bullshitting on a friday night we thought okay let's let's talk a little bit before and figure out where we're going to go with the next segment we actually had three concrete segments for the show and we said okay we're going to do them but you know by the way did you hear about this and that craig never stops recording so we heard the audio back and we're like i'm not gonna lie to you that's better than anything we were going to come up with (laughs) and dave immediately dave was a little hesitant i know he's going to get mad at me for dropping his name here but dave was a little hesitant because again he's a good father and I, i despite how i portray myself on the show i'm actually a good one too 
uh, we were all like, oh, we can't do this. We can't do this. We're laughing at a kid who got pulled into a wood chipper because his dad was bad. And but the jokes just kept coming. So it was an awful, awful segment. Not we're not the proudest that we've been in terms of things we've done on the show. But I will also say that all four of us came to the consensus that the audio is just too funny to let go. And honestly, we've, we've never really been a family friendly, nice show anyway. So we went with it. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, it, it wasn't as bad as we advertised it. Well, yeah. yeah, because, and I'll tell you why, because I'm under the, I live under the creed that anything can be funny. Same. If you do it, if you do it correctly. Yeah. You have to do it correctly though. If, if, if it's, I mean, when, when people offend you and whatever people get offended but it can still be funny even though it's a sensitive subject like i was thinking about uh i i came to a mind change actually i started listening to, to your show that episode about the lou ferrigno impression i was always because i know that it's i know it's good and i know you guys like it and everything but i'm always like oh i don't know if i should do it but the thing is is that if i did a spot on uh christopher walken impression it would be awesome. People would love it, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't they love a spot on Lou Ferrigno impression? If anybody took your impression and were offended by it because they thought you were making fun of him, then that's their concern. That's something that they need to think about and look in the mirror because all you did was talk exactly like the man talks, like, exactly. he, like he did on all those interviews over the years, like he did on Mr. Rogers and like he did on the King of Queens. You sounded like Lou Ferrigno. If anybody thought you were making fun of him, it's because deep down inside they weren't making fun of him. So, you know, look in the mirror, people. There you go, Michael Jackson. Don't you ever call me that. <laughs> Speaking I of little kids. I checked all my closets. There are no secret rooms. <laughs> what, is the NA okay, though? Oh, Jesus Christ. I know, I know. What I say, Let's Jesus see. Christ. You're gonna have a pun for that too. Uh, it's a visual, so I can't really do it. Oh, but yes, I'm with you. Um, uh, <laughs> what's funny is what you're describing, though, is exactly what our episode last night was. We recorded last night, and we started off with the requisite apology, saying, "If you're new here, that <laughs> that might not be exactly who we are all the time." So we started out with an apology, and in true nature of our show, we quickly showed you why we weren't really sorry. <laughs> And then, sorry, not sorry. Exactly. But then we got into some other things. But we talked about the concept of fake apologies. We talked about the concept of jokes being funny. It's all about context. And we got into some pretty heavy shit last night because we were talking about how when a lot of us were younger, people would use the term gay to mean not masculine. And they would, right. they would throw it at each other and they would say, oh, stop being gay. And I've always hated that you know, gay family members, gay friends. It always, it didn't offend me. I didn't, you know, I'm not easily offended, but at the same time, it bothered me that somebody would be so base, you know, saying the word gay isn't a joke. Using inferences and, and kind of implying something while it may not be appropriate at the very least, there's context to the joke. And then once you actually start explaining it around, we basically got into the idea of what crafting a joke looks like. And so we took the most extreme subject that we know because a lot of the people that Craig and, and Matt and everybody on our show grew up with was people using that word disposably as if it wasn't going to offend somebody. And, you know, despite how we act on the show, we don't want to offend anybody. We make fun of the stereotypes. We don't make fun of the actual people. If you actually listen to what we do, we're making fun of the people that find that funny. 
And so we, we kind of got deep into it last night. And I hope you guys will give it a listen despite last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though. It was it was a good I laughed. I enjoyed it. If, I really did. If you listen to us laughing, we're sitting there looking at each other, going, We're awful people. You know, yes, we we weren't sitting there going, Oh, we're so right, and you know, fuck that kid. We're not doing that. We're quite the opposite. We're mad at ourselves for laughing at it. So we we're not good people, we're not awful people. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, you could have stopped, you didn't, but it was. You, I love just laughter is contagious, and uh, when when you guys are killing yourselves, and and Craig's laughing more than he's ever laughed with his cigarette laugh, um, it 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 makes me smile, and and even if I don't think it's funny, well, I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying even if I don't, it's still funny because of you guys laughing about contagious it. laughter is everything. And Craig's got the, I'm so glad he's had a 40 year smoking habit because <laughs> that wheezing, I mean, he sounds like, like a 68 Trans Am that you found in somebody's <laughs> barn, you know, and you take the tarp off. No offense it. to Trans Ams. Or do you, Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I had just said Firebird, we'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was funny watching him laugh because he hasn't laughed like that in 10 years. We actually just went out and had a bite to eat with him and his wife. And we were still talking about a week plus later, not exactly the episode I want to put out there as our pinnacle, but at the same <laughs> time, it's nice to know every now and then that we created that situation where somebody goes, wow, what are they going to talk about next? And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah. And then this, this new episode that we recorded last night, if somebody does stick around i think they're going to understand that there's a little bit of brains behind the stupidity we we got into it deep because all of us are guilty of using some type of slur at some point in our lives whether it was ignorantly or knowingly we did it we probably regret it now as adults but as kids we used it you know without a concern and we realize now that you know that that itself wasn't funny but creating context around a joke always is important so that's kind of where it we're at and there's an ignorance there. Growing up, I didn't know because first of all, it's a Christmas song, "Let the Yuletide Be Gay" or whatever it right. is, and that just means happy. It doesn't mean you're 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 gay like that. Well, but, I mean, let's be real. I mean, you're you're in your 30s. We're in our 40s. We did not grow up in a time where anybody was nobody was confusing it with happy. Did you just say I'm in my 30s? Or how old are you? 50. My ass, you're 50. <laughs> marry me if you were a woman i would say marry me no arrested development for everybody I, i'm 50 get the fuck out of here i will but i'm still 50 you're 50 years old it's amazing what 50. being a, an eyebrowless albino can do for your youth <laughs> <laughs> i endorse it i endorse that. that's amazing no are you really albinos. 50 years old i'm 50 i turned 50 in november well you look fantastic and i look like dog shit holy <laughs> No, I mean my hat is tipped, and that, that's awesome. You're you're older than Craig, and Craig looks like honestly. Craig looks like he's eighty. Craig looks like no, when when, you, when they dig people up for forensic evidence. <laughs> Craig's their stunt double. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play before corpse. He played after corpse. He's always the after. <laughs> that's he's great. Posthumous Law and Order. <laughs> But going back to the slurs thing, uh, well, actually, you were onto something there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that, you know, even at 50, nobody confused us with being happy. Like, we weren't sitting around singing Bing Crosby's regular songs, you know, his non-Christmas song. Like, nobody was confusing 
the term gay for being happy. What guys that were trying to act like older guys would do is we throw that term around recklessly and say, oh, you're, you're being less than a man. And, and nobody in the fifth grade should have the right to say that, much less the balls. But we did because you were stupid and young. And so as we've gotten older, I've noticed that some people never gave up on that. There are people in my life who I care about. They're friends of mine. I don't always agree with them. And you love them despite the way they act. And I hate the way that word still gets thrown around. Oh, you, you know, like, I don't want to go to the bar tonight. It's Wednesday. I, I, got, I got things to do tomorrow. Oh, stop being gay, Brad. I hate that. It's dumb. But if there was a joke that was made around the idea of it, when we used this example last night, and I apologize if I'm offending anybody, I don't mean to. But we used the example that calling Greg Craig gay is not a joke. But if we had said, oh, you got a great deal on that new Toyota Tundra, how do your knees feel? <laughs> the implication is there, but we're not outright saying it because the, the word gay is not an insult. And that's Tell me kind of, you're gay without telling me you're exactly. gay. Exactly. And now you get it. And, you know, I, I'm not, you know, we don't resort to that too much. We Again, we have gay family members, gay friends, but they get the joke and they know it's all, all our jokes are coming from a good place. And it's just a matter of being smart, being clever, being original and being funny. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. So now, what do you think about this? Because I use this example all the time. There's a term that was used in boxing and I used it. I've used it in the, I'm watching UFC fights right now. They're on ESPN. I, I got them on. I'm I appreciate them. that. I've got your full attention. Thank you. We actually do because I don't even know what's going on, but, but sometimes guys get hit and I will say he's on queer street because that's what, have you ever heard that term? I have not until now, but you seriously but after well, I know how old you are now. I know you're coming from a different generation. <laughs> Listen, when Moses fought um Abel, he was on queer. I promise you, he was on queer. You come from a time and place where people thought that's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's totally true. But 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 I'll say that and I will I'll think nothing of it because it doesn't mean to me that he's queer. It just means that he's wobbled and he doesn't have his legs underneath him. And he's just maybe oh, well, maybe that's I don't know what that means, but I just it's I've heard boxing people say queer street, and I've always said that only in that instance, though. Well, what's funny is that that term, if, I mean, if we get, you really want to get into an etymology discussion, we can do that. But if I'm, you actually want to get into the, the origin of the term, I do believe queer just means different. And oh. so, if, if, but obviously, you know, words evolve, words change. I don't think I'd be comfortable using that term today, much less hearing it on a professional sports broadcast. But... Again, it's all what you know. I mean, I, I don't get offended by anything. I'm Italian and Irish. There, the litany of jokes you could make about my heritage is endless. I also have a tremendous nose, which guarantees I'll never get invited to a cocaine party. Right? I'm balding in the back, but hairy everywhere else. I'm a disgusting specimen who's goddamn lucky to be married. You can make jokes about me all day. You can't offend me. You know, but I, uh, you but you kind of said gay does. Well, though. I don't know. I think the use of the word frivolously without knowing your audience. I, I oh, again, okay. and I, I again, though, I also think it's lazy coming up and calling me gay because I'm not doing something that you feel is up to your standard of masculinity is pathetic and it's not funny and it's dumb and it, it does insult members of my family when you throw it around like that without any context. 
I don't want to make this all context of the show, the, our, the whole subject of the show, but <laughs> I do, I do want to let everybody know that if we do make a joke that might imply something like that, at least there was work put into it. There was a little bit of effort, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. I mean, you can, and I always say that about jokes. You can, you can, hit, you can strike out. You can't. You have to swing the bat. If you can hit a home run, you can strike out, but you'll do nothing if you don't take that chance. Right. Right, and that that was the whole premise of last night's episode. It'll be out next Thursday. I really do hope you listen to this one. It's a lot, a lot less extreme. It's a lot less shock value. It's a little more about a bunch of guys who took uh, what people might have perceived as a bad thing and turned it into a really good thing because we had a very meaningful discussion about it. And then Dave ruined it at the end with the best one-liner we've had on the show in probably five years. Dave, Dave, you know what? Dave's a time bomb. While you're watching Matt, Dave will <laughs> fucking kill you. <laughs> and and that's a goddamn promise for me. Honestly, I feel I, I don't sleep on Dave. Dave is Dave and I do all the outlines together. We come up with all the creative, all of the things that we, you know, Craig is the technical guy. Matt's the funny one. We're all funny, but Matt's like the really funny one. But me and Dave do all that, and Dave drops bombs. And and they're subversive, and he'll leave them there. And then like a I kid you not, 10 to 15 seconds later, we'll be like, wait a minute, I know what he did there. And at that point, it's too late, but he leaves these little yeah. grenades everywhere, and he's awesome. Dave is fucking awesome. You got to let it breathe. He does. He does. Perhaps too much. Maybe you got to be more immediate, Dave. No, I'm just kidding. Dave's amazing. Dave's amazing, <laughs> and he's an unsung hero of Needless to Say. Now, for those who don't know, well, actually, there was someone there before I even met you. I met you guys as Dave, Craig, and and, and you, Brad. Now, since you've added Matt, what was the I, I, I we've talked about it, but what what was the reason for the addition of Matt? Uh, Matt is family. I, I talked about this on the first episode. Oh, yeah, did, I'm okay. kind of the out, outlier. I'm the non-family guy. Uh, basically, Craig's cousin married Dave, and Craig's and and her brother is Matt. So it's all a big family affair. Uh, our original show was me, Craig, and Mike, who was Craig's best friend growing up. And and just like I said the last time, calling them best friends is downplaying it. They're brothers, you know, just not by blood. Although around here, with the amount of Portuguese people around here, they are related. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, the, but they, they are extremely tight friends. Mike decided he didn't really want to do this anymore. But around the same time, Dave come on came on. So uh, Matt started hanging out with us, and he did a couple shows over the years uh, just as a guest. And then we, I'm like, you know what? We have more fun when he's here. And we all agreed. And so we, uh, about a year and two months ago, oh my God, 14 months already, uh, we kind of let Matt know that he's on the show whether he wanted to be or not. And that was <laughs> it. And, and we haven't looked back. We're a better show now because we have a lot more opinions to share. We do need to worry about yelling over each other. It gets a little chaotic with four of us. But yeah, that's that's the, the basis of the show. And uh, for those of you who are didn't listen to the previous episode with me, because it's you know, it, it sucked. Let's be real. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, George. I had a, I had a blast. Uh, we're basically morning talk radio without the radio. <laughs> we were huge Opie and Anthony fans. We loved old Howard Stern, you know, Bennington, all those types of shows. And so, you know, there's some weeks we'll just talk about what we did that week. And we realize we've gone two hours and we'll just call it night. Other times we get into topics. Who knows? Yeah, and the thing that I I always laugh when the first time you did my did my podcast, 
I'll never forget. You were like, all right, so what are we going to talk about? What's the structure? What's this? What's the, cause you're, you're so structured. Like you just, you just describe how you do the outlines and, and you have topics, but I just go, Hey, how's it going? You know, there's an old anecdote about Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy, Billy Joel. There's, yes. Billy Joel. There's no Billy Joel, the mechanic. He's up the block. And, yeah, saying, no, no, he's I, Billy Joel, the singer. <laughs> Billy Joel has a, a litany of songs in, in his library. He, he, an endless array of, of directions. He can take a show and people will just lap it up because they love Billy Joel and everything he stands for. Billy Joel keeps his entire songbook on his piano. If you actually go see him in concert, there's a huge book. It looks like, like, you know, the Gutenberg Bible meets like the art of war. And it's all on top of, and he has it there. Billy Joel has so many songs, he'd be forgiven for, get, for forgetting a lyric here and there. But what's he going to sure. do? Stop the song mid-show, pull out the songbook, flip to the right page, open it up, and then pick up the song again? No, but it's a, it's, it's a comfort thing. He likes to have that. And I forget where this topic was going. <laughs> I forget why I brought it up. but um, Because you are structured way thank more you. than and I That am. was the structure I was talking about. There uh, are bullet points that we have on our outline. It's not a strict script. It's not even close to that. I tend to put more words on it. Dave puts a bunch of words on it. But Matt and Craig tend to leave like single word cues. Just reminding them that I want to talk about this. Nothing is scripted. Nothing is rehearsed. The only reason we have the outline is because we've noticed if we get really passionate about a topic, it stops being a show and it starts being four guys talking. And don't get me wrong. We want to give off that whole feel that we're just a bunch of guys hanging out, but it's got to be listenable. Otherwise, why are you putting it out on the internet? And so we decided that we were going to give ourselves rough bullets and transitions. So the show moves in a natural progression. We never come to conclusions. We're not coming up with like, we're not ending the show with the decision and slamming the gavel down and saying, that's it. But we want to make sure that it moves in a logical way. And it's done to a point where it never stops being enjoyable. Sometimes we get a little heavy. Sometimes we try too hard to make jokes. Those parts get edited out, but we always, our goal, and I know I'm talking a lot, I'm sorry, but I think the goal for us is to do what we call the live episode, meaning we don't have to edit it at all. This is just what we did, and this is exactly how we wanted it, and that's that. We haven't gotten there yet, even after 234 episodes, but that is always the goal week in and week out. Well, it never sounds like it's scripted, um, to your credit, but I know what you mean because sometimes I'll say, like, I, I wanted to bring up uh, human veal. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got, I got to that, but that I only had, like, that that and Ferrigno I wanted to get to, which you segued into for me naturally with uh with with your your the jokes being offensive or not whatnot but other than that it's just let's go and and, and i feel it's my job to let you go where you want to go like you said sorry for talking well that's what you're supposed to be doing so thank you i don't accept that apology um <laughs> and, and and lead you and if if we get off topic eventually get back if we want to but just let it go if if you're if you're doing gold i used to hate i think i told you this before i used to hate when anthony and jimmy and whoever patrice were going on these rants that were just gold and Opie would go okay it's sunny out we got to get to the weather and uh, news it's like what are you doing yeah what I, are you I'm doing with you, but every now and then obviously we don't we don't have a radio show but every now and then you right. have to be the opie and Dave, no one wants to be the Dave OP. and I are, are have to be the OP sometimes, 
because sometimes we push buttons a little too hard and the guys react as we wanted them to. But hearing the same rant over and over again or hearing Craig scream over and over again or hearing me, you know, because I'll do, I'll do it too. I don't do it as much as the other guys, but I'll get going. And if there's something that really pisses me off, you hammer that point home. And if you don't feel you were heard, you say it again and again and again. And that becomes unlistenable radio. And I'm not trying to compare us to a radio show. God, I wish we were. You know, the, the, the 12 listeners that we have week in and week out, I'm, <laughs> I'm really hoping that they like it that way. But, you know, there are times where it just seems like, okay, you're being redundant. now, And so you have to kind of have those jumping off points where you can rudder the ship and say, okay, let's get back on course. Dave and I have been really good. He and I make a really good team where we'll we'll figure out the transition and we'll have these like visual cues where we're not interrupting anybody, but we'll look at each other and be like, okay, that's it. Let's move on to the next thing and make sure you have a, a seamless transition so it makes sense topic to topic. When the show started, we did headlines. We'd find the funniest headlines of the week and we'd you know, rant and rave about those guys. But the truth is there was never a transition between them. So now we've kind of structured it. It took us, I kid you not, almost 150 episodes to really figure out what the hell it is we were doing with this. And I'm still not sure we got it, George. Yeah, really? Well, I, I don't, I, I think, I, I think there's still editing to do. And as long as there's editing to do, we didn't do it right. Well, see, that's unfair because if you really wanted to, you could find stuff to edit. I don't think we're editing for the sake of editing, though. I think there was like, what were we thinking here? Why did we make that joke again? You know, I'm not, again, we're hardly comics. We're not professional radio guys. We're not, we're just a bunch of assholes who enjoy each other's company to the point where we'd want to record it. And that's really all this ever was. But at the same time, we wanted to sound good. You know, we got downloaded in the Ukraine this week, and I really hope it's for the good guys. <laughs> so Klitschko. Yeah, well. <laughs> the boxer who would put people on Queer Street. Yeah, see? Look at circle. that. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you this, though. In a real conversation, like I just recently stuttered once i was like uh i'm not gonna edit that out because that's a that's what you do i life. stuttered twice tonight already and i'm not gonna i'm edit not worried about it. stuttering i'm not worried about stuttering. But, but even if you say something twice so it, it's it's not a is it that big of a deal I, may, I was so feverishly in a point a few weeks ago that i actually said nothing's going to change two plus two will always equal two i said those words <laughs> i've got a master's degree george <laughs> Not in math. <laughs> I've got a master's degree with a Z at the end of it. <laughs> Degrees. Degrees. Yeah. Uh, it's, awesome. uh, but yeah, I screwed up. I wasn't going to take it out because it was funny to hear the guy who thinks he sounds smart not sound smart. And I'm okay with it. It's authentic. Okay with it. it's authentic. I've been joking for weeks now that I've portrayed myself as an intelligent guy on the show. I'm full, so full of shit it hurts. <laughs> I'm I'm smarter than the average bear, but the average bear is pretty fucking dumb because they're still eating my trash every night. It's a fair point. But I, I just find the, and I'll say the word again, and I don't even care, the authenticity of it, though. Like, if you're sitting around trying to say the exact same, the exact correct words and make everything say, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm not picking on you. Earlier, and I almost laughed at it during the time, but now it's actually topical. You said supposedly. I did not. Yeah, you did, oh, and no. and I wanted to, but you kept going, so I let it go. But now it's but but that's nah, the slip point. of the tongue. It, I would never say supposedly. I'm an editor for a living. 
and I'm putting it out. I believe there. it. I believe Don't it. Don't believe it. But it was There's nothing for you to believe. It's a fact. I've been doing it for 23 <laughs> years. I assure you, I'm an editor. Uh, if that came out, it's because I promised you I would not be drinking coffee tonight. I've been drinking beer <laughs> since 4 o'clock this afternoon with Craig from the Needless to Say podcast. Um, I'm actually drinking a beer from Mayflower Brewing Company up in Mass. And it, the beer is called, because I was thinking of you, Love and Wrestling. Oh. It is a is it, it is really? a double dry hop New England double IPA. It is eight percent alcohol and it is one hundred percent fantastic. So if I said supposedly, wow. it's because I tripped over my own fat tongue, and not that's fair. And it was subtle. It was subtle. But wasn't it crystal don't clear? Ever it think that I think that's a word? And don't you dare put it I, out there. I, <laughs> deal. Last time it was crap hole. I was trying to behave myself and not swear, and <laughs> I said hole. that was the best. And I, I, I remember being on that show. It was in the morning. I'm drinking coffee. My kids were coming in. I'm being all responsible. They were impressed. Their dad's going to be on a professional podcast. I'm like, no, it's fucking George. <laughs> right. I'm going on George's, you know, tamp, Tampax ad sunset show. That's right. <laughs> Massingill, I think that was what that was so funny when you guys did that. But you mentioned you were drinking something from Boston. You, you were in Boston. Oh, did I have a week in Boston, man? And how how did that go? I, I live an hour and ten minutes, as long as there's no traffic from Boston downtown. Ugh, so it take you three? It, well, I took the commuter rail on a Sunday, so it took me exactly what it took me. But my company determined that it was too far for me to drive because of Boston traffic, so they put me in a hotel like I came from Cleveland. And so I got to stay in a hotel <laughs> an hour. I'm pretty sure if you put me in a high enough building, I could see my house. I know it wasn't yeah. fun, but you know, Boston traffic being what it is, they decided to put me up. Uh, so I, you know, I love business trips. I used to go down to New York. My old company put me up in New York, my hometown once a month for a week at a time. It was fantastic. Wow. Cause it was like going home and I got to enjoy, I'd go catch Ranger games and I do everything I wanted to do, but I still got to come home to my family and not have to live in New York where people are stabbing each other on subway platforms because it's fun. You know, I don't know what the pandemic did, but I'm pretty sure if you lock up crazy for two years, you make them crazier. <laughs> yeah, it's not to yeah. happen. Uh, so it was great to be in Boston. But when I get to Boston, I do like any business trip. I, I jump in the hotel room. I said this on the show last night, but I'll steal my own joke. My hotel routine is very specific. I basically strip down naked, jump on the bed, make snow angels, rub myself on everything, every surface in the room, and then and and then go to the hotel bar and drink. Well, I get oh, dressed. All right. I get dressed. I, I, oh, oh, see, you left that part out. Yeah, huge step. Don't you dare edit that part. <laughs> That's covered. So one thing I will edit. <laughs> uh, most of that is true. I do make the snow angels. I get comfortable, and then I take a shower, and I'm like, this is all the stuff you don't get to do when you have kids. So I go to the hotel bar. I made friends, but the thing is, my company's growing exponentially. They're based out of the area, and I'm not going to name them, and I'm certainly not going to name what I do there because that would get me fired. That's fair. But I would say this, uh, the company's growing exponentially. So we were like Shriners all over a, a town. We, we were overtaking. Like when a Comic-Con comes to a town, like cosplayers are everywhere. Everybody mm. wearing my company logo was everywhere in this hotel. And yet because the company's growing so quickly, I didn't know anybody. So we're all making those wow. awkward nods to each other. <laughs> what I didn't know is that everybody that manages my company is a fucking drinker. And now really? no, I don't mean a, like, oh, yeah, let's have a glass of wine, maybe two, because I'm feeling frisky. No, <laughs> I'm talking like leave the bottle kind of drinking. Wow. And, and, and at nice. one point I had a tab going because 
I, you know, I'm at the age now where I don't necessarily need the loud room. I like going to a bar and watching a ball game and bullshitting with the with the bartenders. Maybe a couple people around me. And hotel bars are fun for that because nobody has any obligation. So you can have conversation. You can be anybody you want to be. And you can have a good time doing it. You laugh a few bit. And they say, hey, have a good week. I'll see you soon. When your whole company shows up, you can't be anybody you want to be. But I watched my boss throw a credit card down over the course of four days in Boston. Drop. I'm, I'm going to be conservative here and say $14,000 in liquor for the entire company. Every time I sat down quietly in that bar by myself, within minutes, two to 300 of us overtook the hotel bar. Like I'd always leave the, the, the organized company event early just to get a few quiet minutes. And that's all I had was a few quiet minutes. Wow. And they, they, I mean, I love the fact that they're willing to hang out with, with they're, they're real people. They're good people. I work with a great company and, and the owner, being that accessible is great to me but at the same time i cannot believe the amount of money we spent on booze <laughs> and maybe i'm getting old dude but a lot of fucking money on booze <laughs> you don't drink yeah so, but I, i'm pretty sure you think 10 bucks is too much on booze but 14 grand and that's a conservative estimate based on the number of people there they're drinking top top shelf that liquor that's that's insane to me but i mean hey it's, it's good to know that they're not cheap though i mean well like, hotels in boston aren't cheap as i was at one of the nicest ones we were at the omni seaport right across from the convention center i mean one yeah. of the nicest hotels i've ever stayed in i've stayed in a few i was blown away by how much they're willing to invest in their people and i'm at a point in my career where that matters but at the same time i'm still the guy who's jumping on beds naked and <laughs> rubbing your, your apple sack on the on the comforter. Well, it's funny. I, I told I'm going to spoil it. This episode is going to reach before ours does. But you know those like you pull the curtains. They always have the, like the the light curtains that block all the light in a hotel room. Yeah, you open those up, but they also have that screen that comes down to give you the light, but give, still give you a modicum of privacy. Yeah. Well, I pulled that down because I thought you know what that thing is only you can only see out from that. Like it's a bus window with a graphic on it. That is not the case. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there, and I, again, I one of my routines, I, would tell, I walk around buck naked, and if you saw me, you wish I wouldn't. Okay, I'm <laughs> fucking disgusting, folks. I really am. I, personality. Folks. Folks, yes. <laughs> I'd like to say hi to all eight of your listeners. You're wonderful people. I like, I'm pretty sure the rotation's coming around. We're going to talk to you all again. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, but I stood in front of that and embraced the day. I had a great night's sleep. No kids were poking me in the eyes. No wife kicking me throughout the night. I slept great. And so I embraced the day, buck naked. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that screen's down. Nobody can see me. And I'm, I'm on a low enough floor that it was a concern. So I go outside. And oh, I took yeah. a puff of my vape. And I look outside. And I look up. And I see another guy, fully dressed, but doing the same thing. And I could read the logo on his sweatshirt. So that means my bowl of fruit was available. Anybody <laughs> low hanging fruit, but that's well, not the I appreciate point. that. I am Italian. <laughs> it, was, it was more like a I hot any pasta. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've stayed at the Omni. It's it's very beautiful, nice. Beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. And, and for Comic Con, uh you I'm sure you saw the Westin, which is directly attached yeah, to it. I tried to get into the that's... bar there that closed at four PM. Can you find me a bar that's open for brunch hours? I found one, and it was an Irish bar to boot. What the fuck is that? 
I, I don't know. Now you, we talked earlier about, cause I, I was comparing hotels. I said, I stay at the West End for the comic cons and, um, you know, you told, you told me you're at the Omni, but you don't, have you ever, would, have you ever been to, and you said Boston would be too much to do Rhode Island and Boston. I have not been to Boston Comic Con. I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of Comic Cons. Unlike Craig, who on our show is really the guy that loves comic books. He knows everything about pop culture. Like I like the Marvel movies, but if you ask me what happened at minute one twenty six of Age of Ultron, I don't have the answer. Nor do I want to. You know, I enjoyed right. the movie. I know how it ended. Woo, cliffhanger! Wow, never expected that post credit scene. But you know, <laughs> things like that doesn't really get me going. I enjoy the movies, and then that's that. I kind of leave it there. Craig is really our pop culture guy. He's probably been to a Boston Comic Con. I. I enjoy doing Rhode Island Comic Con because it's located centrally between Boston and New York and Hartford. A lot of people come. It's a good exposure for our show. But last year, Craig went as a fan, and he kept asking me to go with him, and I had no interest. Like, mm. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I, I like meeting celebrities and wrestlers and meeting those guys. Do I think you know? I've never. If I had to walk into the mall, and I said, "Okay, give us forty bucks to go shopping." You're like you're out of your goddamn mind. But what do you think Comic Con is? You're spending forty bucks to go shopping, except that the stuff that you get there is less valuable than the stuff you get at the mall. Okay, <laughs> nothing against Billy Zapka or Ralph Macchio, but let's be real. Your autograph hasn't meant shit in forty years. I'm glad your new show is doing well. I'm glad you're a novelty again. That's wonderful. But don't act like you warrant forty dollars for the privilege of putting a sharpie on a bad photo of you. <laughs> And but they do no, okay. They do. And and when they pass away, I don't want to hear you tell me how great fans you are. Oh, I them. was a huge Macchio fan. There was a there was a stretch <laughs> of my life where I thought I was related to Ralph Macchio. Based on based what? on the fact that I thought everybody nobody else on Long Island was was Italian except for me and my family. And then <laughs> I found out he was from Long Island and eight year old me was like, Well, we gotta be cousins. We have to be. No, I'm probably closer related to Zapka. Is that right? <laughs> I no, I, I think that show's great. I love the fact that celebrities are out there still making money for things that they did years ago. But I don't like the ones that are like, well, you know, I was on Saved by the Bell twice. That's $120 for the autograph. You can you no. can kiss so much of my ass, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that that's fair. That's fair. I, I've I've been to both. I've only been to two, Rhode Island and Boston, and um I think Rhode Island's better. It's bigger. I know that. It's definitely been, well. They have like three levels. Yeah, they three, have three floors, floors and then the arena. This is They're, insane. The, we have the the benefit of having our version of an arena. It's small arena, but it it's still an arena, and that's open. So it's a fairly big event. People really do travel. I, I feel like people from New York come up for Rhode Island because they don't want to go to Boston. It's like that extra hour <laughs> and a half, and the fact that everybody hates New Yorkers up there. Yeah, uh, that, that yeah. that's enough. But Rhode Island is filled with New Yorkers, so there it's maybe a comfort thing. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. maybe I I do like it much better. They had better guests usually. Um, I remember one year I went and down in the arena there was Hayden Christensen who was fresh off his Darth Vader turn, and they just they just seem to get more people, and I just think it's more fun. There's more space. And I like going places where Two I Two years ago, I went, Hayden Christian was there, and he sold me the best hot pretzel I've had in years. <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. Well, he's in, ben, he's in Obi-Wan Kenobi now, so he's, he's well, on the rise. It's good to again. see him branching out. 
<laughs> I told you to pitch you softballs. Thank You're welcome. You, right. well, I, I feel like I'm better impaired. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the, now, do you do you plan on going this year to Rhode Island? Oh, you, we got you, the booth already. We're plan- all set. Yeah, we got the booth, okay, and so we're going to try to set it up so we're next to a friend of ours. Yeah. Oh, nice. You can yeah, do that? Well, if you get in early enough, plus they owe us one. Because what happened was we weren't sure that we were going to have the opportunity to have a Comic-Con last year. And then at the last minute, they did it, and it's going to be limited, and it's going to be this. We had already booked the table. And they're like, oh, crap, we didn't email you? And that was it. Oh. So now they're like, oh, no, you're fucking in. Because they offered us, and it ended up being like in the bowels of the arena. I'm like, we're, oh, wow. we're not selling anything. And nobody's seeking us out. You know, we take a net loss every time we do this, but we get listeners, but we need walking traffic. You stick us in the corner of the basement of an arena where people are only going for specific things. And cause that's where they stuck the biggest autographs. Cause they needed to maintain the lines. There was no walking flow. Like people were there to see Negan from the walking dead. They were just there to see Negan. Nobody was walking by and going, wow, I really hope there's a radio show here. Hold on, Brad. You you were in the arena in no, the corner no, where no, they, they sell... offered us that, and we said, and we oh, said, offered. We said, no. I, I know what you're talking about because there's people who are selling like merch from, <clears throat> excuse me, that merch based on the guests. No, you're right. Nobody would go there without without if a you reason. didn't have yeah. to be without a reason. Yeah, so they exactly. offered us that at the eleventh hour, and we said, no way, we're not doing it. So they said, well, your reservation is booked for next year. So we're going to be back in the convention hall. In a prominent location, we requested close to the bathroom and the bar. And, and those two <laughs> things are not exclusive. <laughs> right. In the non-negotiable. Exactly. Um, we've always been a good guest because they don't, they don't make any money off us either, though. That's the one thing. They make the money we pay for the space. But if you sh- you're a vendor there, you got to pay through the ass on basically you're paying like a, a rip. On everything that you sell, they get a percentage of it because they allowed you to sell it. We're not selling oh, shit. They came by the first year because <laughs> we did a raffle. And they thought that we were taking money for the raffle tickets. And when they found out we weren't, they left us alone. All we were doing was trying to get our name out there. And we got lucky. Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy came by. And he, he was incredible. He was incredible. He put us on his live Instagram. Huge boost in traffic. I think I talked about this the last time we talked. But uh, I'm hoping for that kind of vibe again, and I'm hoping we we have the crowd to do it. People are still a little hesitant. I don't know. I, I know that last year's Comic-Con was very poorly attended for obvious reasons. So I don't know. Well, Steve Amell's going to be there from Arrow. You mean the wrestler Steve Amell? He just doesn't know it yet? Uh, yes, yes, he is a wrestler too. He's damn good. He's better than some of he the guys he- get paid for that shit. Yeah, yeah, he was in heels on stars. If you have that, I do not have stars. I do have a wife and children and and limited time. <laughs> so I feel honored. Oh, George, for you, anything. I drop anything for a senior citizen like you. Oh wow, look at that! <laughs> you had me at thirty, and I'm getting crushed. I, honestly, I, I thought it. you were the same age as Christy. Christy as who? Joy. Oh, Christy! I, I, didn't, I thought you said Christy. No, Christy here. Joy, who introduced us. I yes. thought you guys were the same age. I thought you came up together because you're all from the same area. No, you know what? Well, actually, we are. But you know what's funny about how I met Christy Joy? Did I ever no. tell you this? Obviously. What, were you, were you a driver's ed teacher? 
<laughs> yes, yes. I flunked her twice. That's how I got to know her so well. Um, <laughs> that sounds creepy on so many levels. <laughs> flunked. I said Dana, flunked. That's not how I heard it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> flunked her twice. It was awesome. Um, we were in the same Facebook group. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but I think she was fighting with somebody and I, or I was, I, I don't remember exactly who, who was doing it, but we seemed to be on the same team. And she then, after we had, we backed each other up a couple of times, she said to me, Hey, you want to be friends? I went, you're goddamn right. I do. And I just thought it was like a complete joke. Like, like, like he was just being silly. And, but that's that's actually how it happened. Christy and I were introduced. It's funny that you mentioned that. It was about as random. I met a person at a bar, and I won't even say her name because I don't know if she'd be comfortable being on any of this. But she was te- she Thanks. was a teacher. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not I'm not okay. sure I'm giving you my full name, but call her Missy. Uh, no, Rebecca. I, I can say that <laughs> her name was Rebecca, and I met her through a friend of mine at a bar in Providence. And she and the bartender said, "Hey, you're gonna like this guy. He's got a decent sense of humor." We became friends. Then, out of nowhere, my Facebook page was—I do on Facebook what I do here. I drop weird joke bombs. Sometimes they land. Most of the time, they miss. And that's what I. No, that's not but, true. But They're good. Thank They're good. you for that. You're very kind, and you're a wonderful host, and you're full of shit, and I love you. And I'm drunk. <laughs> V8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sparking, sparkling. I can't even do. It. I can't even say it with a straight face. I saw it in a store. Finally, thought you had the special order. This from Pakistan. Never heard of this shit in my life. Sparkling energy. I'm drinking the lemon lime right now because it's morning. But in the afternoon, we're so, we're going to move to pomegranate for that little late afternoon boost. Wow, you nailed it. Did we talk to you before? This is actually my whole day. This is my weekend right there in a nutshell. Well, I saw it at a BJ's. And I said, anybody buy this? And they go, no, just George. <laughs> he drives down 40 minutes to make this happen. <laughs> the the, uh, the the row number is G50. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, no, this girl, honestly, and then out of nowhere, we were on Facebook, and she was commenting on my things. And I used to do a, a Friday interactive thing. On, I call it the Friday game. And I'd be basically caption contest. I'd post a picture on my Facebook page. My goal was to try to get people from my life who didn't know each other to start talking to each other. And it worked. I had people from college talking to childhood friends from Long Island. I had people from my work talking to college friends. And it was great. It was fun to do. And I kind of, I'd basically sit there, leave this picture out there and say, go. And then when the day was over, I'd say, okay, this one got the most likes. You're the winner. And this person, Rebecca, wonderful sense of humor she used to win a lot and she and she goes i want to introduce you to my friend christy christy joy and at some point after that it was at a comic-con i took a picture with joey fatone from in sync joey fat joey fat one joey fat one still thinner than me in the picture so i couldn't call him that (laughs) but uh, i've since lost a little bit of weight but anyway joey was cool as nails and he agreed to do a promo for our podcast so i put it out there I said, we got a podcast. And Christy goes, you got a podcast? Let me hear it. And then we started talking privately. And she became a huge advocate for our meek little show to the point where she was actually at one point or another, I forget where it was, around year one and a half to two years. She actually started a site called NTS Rundowns, needless to say, Rundowns. 
And she would actually kind of bullet point each episode and give us recaps, kind of like people did for the Opie and Anthony show. And it was the most flattering thing in the world. And she's a wonderful human being. And I don't talk to her nearly enough. But Christy, if you're out there, please give me a call. She was better for our egos than our own parents. One of the, uh, honestly, she made us feel like rock stars. And I, I wish she had the time. Now I know she's dealing with a lot of things and doing what she does, but I hope she comes back because she made us feel like fucking rock stars. And she's one of the best friends you could possibly have. And she also told me you were 36. That can't be true. No, she didn't tell me that. <laughs> but what's funny is that is that that's how we met through Christy because she said yep. to me, well, she put it out there, who's going to Rhode Island Comic Con? I went, I'm going. Yeah. And she goes, you got to stop by this booth. And I know we talked about this before, but just as a quick recap, stop by the booth. They're, they're awesome. So I said, okay, why wouldn't I? And the, and the rest is history. But she is amazing. I you know I, I want to make jokes, but I can't. She's just wonderful. I've made jokes about her in the past. We joked about her driving an Uber down in, and she's living in Georgia now. And and we we joked about things she was doing to make extra money on a side hustle. And, and, and I, I'll let you your <laughs> imaginations run wild there, but. <laughs> I told you I flunked her. <laughs> I'm sorry for my horrible laugh, but that was funny. That was fucking no, funny. No, that's good. Man. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I actually, I recently got hacked on Facebook and they wiped up my account and I, I can't, they wouldn't let me friend request Christy because they're like, it doesn't appear that you know her. It, and I was shocked by that. It actually, I got lucky because I had that problem with you guys too until I got one of, they let me re request one of you. Actually, I think it was Ray Ann first. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I nah, took it. I'll, let, I'll let it out. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, and then once that last name became available, I was able to get her husband and then you and blah, That's blah, blah, funny, blah. man. And Facebook's getting tighter. I, 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 I can't believe they wouldn't let you refriend somebody, but I was afraid because I got the friend request, I think Sunday or Monday of this yeah. week and it was a picture that was decidedly not you and you look what? you really? look very street i don't know if i'm remembering it incorrectly but you look like you're almost like got a, like a thug life thing going on and i said this can't <laughs> be george george got hacked it's my, it's my own. <laughs> yeah true but, but but i'm like this is fake george <laughs> excuse me this is george this is george really noonan <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i said no way i'm not accepting this i've i've had enough people be like oh ignore the friend request so i was waiting for the message and when it didn't come i texted you i'm like dude is that you and i was surprised but yeah i'm, I'm glad it was you i'm sorry you got hacked amazingly i've managed to avoid this over the years i'm on facebook a lot i haven't got hacked yet but i know the karma is a bitch so it's coming well, I think this one, mine, I think mine was kind of personal because they didn't really do anything except for they, they killed my Facebook page, my group page. But did you have anything on there that indicated where you worked? Or anything? Well, no. it's funny because my wife was like, what does George do for a living? And I'm like, I have no idea what George does. Based on his haircut, I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that means, but does it, do I end up on the ID channel somehow? No, I don't know. It's just that either you're a wrestler in 1988 or you're a state <laughs> cop. I don't know. <laughs> I get cop a lot. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick yeah. story? I was in, I was in, oh, it doesn't matter where I was. I was in, I was in a Lynn, Massachusetts. Don't ask why, who cares? And I was walking and I was listening to my headphones and this guy was on his porch and he started talking to me. So I took out my earphones. I'm like, what's up? He goes, uh, what are you listening to? 
and this will shock you. I said, oh, Dave Matthews Band. He goes, oh, good. I always wanted to know what a cop listens to. I'm like, what? Like, where did that come from? And I just, I didn't want to even engage because who knows? I think you should change I your intro put- music. Get rid of that funky shit and just say license and registration, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hands behind your back. Hands behind your back. They'll do a little rap about that. It's pretty cool. Uh, but but that's a that's a, I've gotten cop a lot. So I mean I'm not going to ask you to reveal it. I don't know if you want that out there, but I, I still don't know what you do for a living. Feel free to text it to me at any time, because <laughs> my wife Melissa, she's always like, "Well, you're making all these friends. What do they do? Are they married? Are they-, are they?" I'm like, "No, we're podcast friends. There's lines. We don't cross that. We don't. <laughs> we don't want to know. It's better this. We don't want to. We don't want to be humanized. It's better this. Well, because of what we do on our show, it's so outlandish, especially last week. You know, like I mentioned yeah. this the last time, like." Matt and, and Craig are pretty safe. Craig owns his own company. Matt works for a guy who's a huge fan of the show. But Dave and I work for larger corporations, and we have to be a little more careful about how we present ourselves because theoretically, especially in my role, where I'm an editor, I, I'm putting stuff out there with my name on it. And the, by default, I'm representing that brand. So I have to be careful. So we don't use last names. Like I said last time, if you really want to hunt us down, you can. You found Rayanne in record time. <laughs> so <laughs> this isn't right, a right, secret. True. I mean, the internet's out there, but I don't want to make it so obvious that somebody I work with that doesn't even know I have a podcast could find it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I like the people I work with. I want to continue working with them, and I'm not sure it's going to happen if we keep putting shit out like we did last week. I think it would be great. I can just picture you now. You're at the bar next time you guys you're out in Boston, and this this woman comes over to you and she sits down. And she's trying to strike up a conversation, and you say, "Well, listen. Before we go any further, this I have a secret. There's something I got to tell you. I have a podcast. Like like you make it sound like it's you're murdering people, but I know what you mean though because it's the whole we blow off steam. Culture. We blow off this off steam every week, and and that usually takes the form of very foul mouthed comedy. And I, I, I call it comedy in the loosest sense. We think we're funny. I don't know if anybody else does. But there are two people in the Ukraine that found solace with us over and over <laughs> again for the last four weeks. I'm really hoping they're the good guys. I really am. But we're, They're the Klitschko I, brothers. I, you keep saying that. I, I don't even know if it's that. I just hope it's people that are looking for a relief from what's going on there. Um, that would make me feel better about things. But we got people in Canada, which isn't a stretch, but Australia, Colombia, you know, and no, we're not responsible for Taylor Hawkins' death as much as people want to blame us for shit. We didn't, oh, I already did. Please, they, got, they found 10 narcotics in the room. Who do you think planted them? I, don't, I think he fought the foo and the foo won. <laughs> I, that's nice. That's nice. I'll give All you right. that one. I, I, you know, I, he's got children. I, I, I wish there were better decisions involved, and I hope there's nothing illicit at play. Very talented dude. Uh, good musician. I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan, but I respect them immensely. Sad that that he's not going to be a part of it, and that's me being genuine. Uh, but at the same time, <laughs> if he did this to himself, you know, sympathy's kind of going to end soon, and the jokes are going to fly. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it too. It's 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 a it's a different thing when someone like Betty White goes. You're like, well, okay, she's 99, or or you know, somebody who's they've lived their life and more than that. And you expect them to go by that. But a guy who's 50, cause 50 is not old, Brad. I don't care what you say. As long as um, it's older than me, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, he, 
yeah, like he basically did it to himself. I hate to say that because I am, I'm not a Foo Fighters fan per se, but I've seen them twice and they were both awesome. I love them live. They're great. Well, live. I mean, you would have to work really hard to find a better drummer in Dave Grohl's band than Dave Grohl. Okay. <laughs> and I, he did. Right. Taylor Hawkins was right. a tremendous musician. And I really, I, yes. I do respect that. And I, I'm not happy he's dead. I'm just, there are dead celebrities right. I'm out there celebrating. He's not one of them. I'm sad he's gone for music and for fans of his but i don't if it turns out that he decided to surround himself with what the colombian police are saying he did which looked like he had three different opiates marijuana which i don't care about hallucinogens and and one of those opiates was heroin okay and you know you set yourself up for an extreme failure like what is it you showed up in colombia and you're like well when in rome you know, I'm just going to go do what everybody expects me to do in Colombia. My God, that sounded like a guy who said, I've been sober for 20 years. Because the guy put himself in a coma like in 2001 from a heroin overdose. Then he was clean or supposedly clean for years. If you find that many drugs, and if that's true, and again, it's all speculative at this point. It's alleged, but yeah. if, if that is true, then the guy had other things he was dealing with and things he was escaping. Well, you. You know what they left out though? That also—that's not what got him. He washed it. He chased it with a V eight sparkling energy. Which drink. one though? The well, the the orange pineapple. Wow. Those are the most ruthless ones That'll there are. Fuck you up twice, man. Uh, why I on earth would why anybody I, go I citrus? With it. Why would you go citrus? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that puts it goes tropical citrus. Tropical fruits. Right it's amazing. Go mainlining kiwi. heroin. Come on, right? Amateur. What are you doing? I know. You know, you just, you... even if half of it's true. Now, I, I got to admit, though, I, I love the transparency of the Colombian police department. Down in Bogota, they're <laughs> like, you know, around here, they're like, oh, it's going to be weeks before we get a tox report. We still don't know what killed Bob Saget. We have no idea what the fuck happened there. But down in Bogota, they're like, minutes later, they're like, oh, no, we found 19 drugs. And, and the there pictures. was a dead whore in the corner. And there were nine dildos <laughs> in the room positioned strategically on wall to wall. And, and, and they were just so transparent. They're telling the world, this guy fucked up. And now I hope everything was yeah. okay. And if it turns out it was a psychological thing, I'm sorry. But if he ended up giving three, three kids, no father or taking a father away from three kids is the better way to say that. I'm going to be mad at that. He did. Sound like two girls, one cup is way. Oh, God, two girls, one cup. Two girls, no cup is great. One cup is greater than three kids, no father. <laughs> There's a little math for you. I love math humor. Do the math. It involves that two-minute video. <laughs> right. It's amazing. It's like no, that just... and the monkey like scratching its ass and sniffing its finger and passing out. Those are like the two greatest just... moments in the internet. You just summed up the internet right there. You passed out. You've never seen that, chimp? No, I gotta go. Oh, I gotta please. go. I gotta Chimp go literally it, I scratches his ass, sniffs it, and then he makes the most ridiculous pass out motion and he falls off the branch. How have I not seen that? That that was literally the advent of the internet, which you were which you wow. were alive for in 1968. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 1969, is that right? Oh my god, George, you're 50. This is, I am 71, late 71, is, if that counts. Yeah. Nixon. I was close to. I don't know. Was I alive for Nixon? I mean, he didn't die yet. No, I, oh, I've died even at the. This yeah, term. But I, I wanted to know if, as a baby, they were taking photos of you going, I'm not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my jowls. 
Like a bulldog. God damn it, George. You look amazing. I, my hat is tipped, bro. <laughs> I look like it's V. I look like it is because I'm drinking a beer and I look, look like I I'm that. looking at myself in the computer screen and my I death warmed over twice. <laughs> twice. Awful. Reheat is like refried beans. Do this right beer is good, though. If you ever decide to fall off this wagon, that's the one love to do. Love and wrestling from Mayflower Brewing. And love right and wrestling. Plymouth. That's right fantastic. Imagine that. A brewery in Plymouth felt original that day and said, let's name it Mayflower. Plymouth, Massachusetts. You go to Plymouth Rock and get disappointed. It's a fucking boulder in the middle of a pit. <laughs> Look like a pit where you keep dead hookers. Well, you would know what that looks like. New York was a, a, a confusing time. <laughs> <laughs> did you go? You were in South You were in South Boston. Did you go to the Sam Adams Brewery? I did not. We didn't have a whole lot of time for that. I was actually closer to Harpoon. Which was right up the road. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sam Adams is a little off the beaten path. Um, Yeah, Harpoon's near the the um, what we it's that I forget what it's called now, but it used to be called the Half Shell, the concert venue, which was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right over. Right next door. Right over there. Uh, No, we ended up our company because again they were dropping money like it was going out of style. They rented the aquarium, (laughs) and so we had wow. Yeah, the whole thing. We had the whole venue, and that was great. Except that. Nobody realized it's not a venue that's designed for dining comfortably. So we, we were all eating like past appetizers and drinking like fish, except that anytime you approached a wall to look at the center exhibit, which was not only the fish, but they also had the penguins right in the middle. Every time you leaned over, they're like, oh, no, no, you can't have a drink. Can't have food. God forbid it falls in the, there and, and, and the penguins eat it like, you know, like in nature. But they, they, so we couldn't get anywhere near the exhibits unless we were completely like our hands were empty. And so like I went and got a drink and they said, okay, you got to hug that wall. And by the way, the place is an echo chamber. So anything you're saying over here can be heard over there. And yet you're not going to be able to hear yourself think at all. I left at 730. Like I had too many tacos and a beer and I said, this is my evening. I went back to the hotel and that was it. (laughs) What's too many tacos? Uh, no, no, mini tacos, not too many. Tacos. Oh, I had too I mini too tacos, many. literally bite-sized tacos. Like, oh, you're so gay. Nice, what? nice, nice. <laughs> Context, George. Craig Context, laugh at that. George. No, absolutely, like a bite-sized taste of disappointment. What? Like, why, why, first of all, if you're going to put something in a taco, you're going to put cheddar cheese on raw tuna? Uh, Secondly, no. you're in an aquarium. Why are you serving fish at all? Yeah, it's kind of no, ironic. it's not ironic, it's disgusting. It's like basically saying if your performance numbers don't go up, <laughs> you're moving <laughs> to the kitchen. That's an awful thing to do to a, a fish that doesn't know any better. What are you serving today? I'll tell you at three o'clock. Oh, it was atrocious. So I left. I appreciate the gesture though, and it cost them a shit ton of money. But then I, the next night we went to a place over uh, actually not far from South Station. It was called Spin, and it was basically a bar that was nothing but ping pong tables. And that alone seems cool until you realize there's always in one group, especially when you get 400 people together, there's always going to be the one guy that knows how to play like tournament level ping pong. And that shit gets awkward because people are like, (laughs) I just want to hit a ball back and forth and drink a beer. And oh my God, check out my mimosa. I'm so drunk. (laughs) Oh God, I'm so glad I'm here with you. I love this company. But no, Bradgelina, everybody. Bradgelina. <laughs> Instead, we had this one guy, 
and I hate to admit that he was Asian because that's just so stereotypical, but he was. And he held the ping pong table, the, the paddle upside down. Oh, and I yeah. said, oh, my God, what's he doing? And then I noticed he's not, like, next to the table like normal people. He's, like, a foot and a half to two feet behind it and eventually five to seven feet behind it. And he's playing on what they call the tournament area of this bar. And before you know it, there are balls flying. And this there are two men nowhere near this ping pong table just launching <laughs> volleys. And I said, this, wow. is, this is my company meeting. I have to go <laughs> home. <laughs> I can't be here anymore. Let me. I'm going to take my two mini tacos and I'm out. I, I think I ate too many tacos and 43 <laughs> gallons of top quality beer that I didn't pay for, and that was my my takeaway from the week. And yay, my company. Company's great, but the fact that somebody felt the need to show off with a ping pong paddle indicates just how weird shit got up there. But hey, go. go have you ever seen him before? I I have seen him on Zoom calls many times, and oh, apparently he saw me in a hotel window. Whoa. Callback, George. Nothing, Call awkward. Back. Nothing awkward about that. <laughs> <clears throat> no, the callback. Did anybody work this week? No, that was the beauty of it. Yesterday, I, I logged on normal time, and I noticed all my meetings were canceled. I'm like, why the fuck am I here? I just go back to bed. <laughs> what am I doing? I got my kid on the bus. My, my day is over. But there were just right. enough emails coming in. I said, eh, let me sit here. But I felt like I was like monitoring an empty toll booth. <laughs> You know, and then somebody come through, throw the quarters in, and I'm good. Uh, just go ahead, just go. That was it. That was it. Wow, that's insane. And you do this how often? Well, this is my first one. I've been with the company for Boston, right? but you've been to. Oh, you were talking about another company that put you up. I, my old company was based in New York that's City. They bring me down for a week to do actual work, just to have FaceTime. This was like a company wide meeting where we were bringing people from all countries. Just to bring everybody together. Basically, we had our own convention. That's probably yeah, the best way. To the, and they came from every, all, like all countries, and you ended up. Yeah, but Boston. it was the most masturbatory thing I've ever seen because all we were doing is talking about how great we are. You know that that could have <laughs> been an email. You know, you could have sent me a slide deck saying you're fucking rule. <clears throat> and, here, and, and here's the fourteen thousand dollars each I would have spent on you guys coming down, staying in a hotel, paying for your aquarium admission paying for all your food paying for all your liquor you just sent me a check for what you think my prorated version would have been i would have been a much happier guy watching this shit on my 27 inch monitor right i don't know it's great company i can't complain but you know for all the talk of facetime if there's 400 people in a room you're not getting facetime with anybody because you're just feeling obligated to move on to the next guy or next girl or next person it's like so you were basically you were speed dating. It felt like it a while because I shook more hands this week. I mean, you want to talk about a COVID super spreader? You yeah. know, I, I, I literally, hey, nice to meet you. I'm I'm Brad. I'm from Rhode Island. He's like, hey, you know, I'm Peter. I'm from Belgium, and I'm I'm George, and I'm from Germany, and I, you know, and I, I moved and I shook so many hands. They don't remember who the hell I am. I was, I don't work with them. They're never going to need me. Why am I shaking your hand? Let's just get to what matters. And let's not waste money on penguins and beer. With let's spend on, on uh, beer. Well, no, the beer was not wasted. We we used all of that. <laughs> but I I get frustrated where I know they're trying to present themselves as a much bigger company. But frankly, let's put this money back into the company, and maybe we do the the company Zoom call, and then you give us a small bonus to keep us motivated to working instead of making us fly seven hours to be there. 
<laughs> I got lucky. I was an hour away, but there are people who came from far, far away and left their families behind because they thought this was an important use of their time and nobody <laughs> fucking worked this week to the point where I come back on Friday and I'm like, I don't know, I'm not going to work either. You know, what, you know, how much company, how much money did the company lose this week? That's what I want to know. It's a good question. Well, I'm sure they'll have the answer next week and then tell us we got to up our production. You got to make up for it, right? <laughs> Fun's over, everybody. We got to make up all this money. Are they, is this something they plan on doing frequently or, or a couple times when a year? When the company was smaller, they did it, you know, in the sense it was 100 people coming to one office. And so you can, you know, rent out a restaurant and everybody was cool with it. Uh, now I think it's getting too big for its britches and it's going to cost the company millions. <laughs> Excuse me. It's going to cost the company millions of dollars every year to continue to do this. If they were, if they were making huge announcements or we were getting some proprietary information, I think it'd be a great time. And anyway, I think it would be a good use of bringing everybody together. But if you just want to get everybody together and say, yeah, guess what? We're awesome. <laughs> and we're going to celebrate how awesome we are for the next four nights. And, and by the way, we're going to ply you with free liquor. Just so you wake up in the morning and have a little bit of a headache, but that headache will go away the instant we tell you how much more awesome we are. <laughs> uh, it got a little weird. It got a little weird. I had a blast because, again, I'm an hour away from home. I mean, my kid had a hangnail. I could probably clip it within an hour and a half. It wasn't that big a deal. But for people that travel to far ways, I, I'd be a little like, yeah, why'd I do that? That could have been remote. So it's a four day pep rally. Good way to put it. You know, that's the word I was looking for all week. Thank you, George. Thank you're you. You're a, you're a very, very educated state cop. <laughs> state cop. <laughs> slash, yeah. slash 80s tag team champion. Slash driver's instructor. <laughs> so I have to ask you a question because I always do this when I talk sure. to you. I'm curious. How, the last time we talked, we got into wrestling and I got like real mopey and shit about China and how they handled her death and how people ignored her and all this stuff. How do you feel about Scott Hall dying? Razor um, Ramon for the WWF. Fans. Yes. I understand his value. I was never a fan. Um, it doesn't mean I wish him. I, I'm taking your, your point of view. I don't wish him dead. I wasn't happy he died. I, I, but I, it didn't affect me like Taylor, not that Taylor, Haw Taylor Hawkins affected me a little bit just because Why? I loved his, I, well, because I'd seen him twice. They were awesome live. It didn't, I'm not saying I, I cried or bawled or anything. I was just like, Oh no. Wow. That sucks. Where Scott Hall died. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. I don't mean it disrespectfully. I just mean, I didn't, I can't claim to be a Scott Hall fan just because he passed. Yeah, I was a tremendous fan. And one of the stories I told you last time we talked, when did we talk? How long ago was that? Six months? Eight months? I think it was in, yeah, I think it was in like June. Oh, so wow. It was almost a year, huh? Pretty, pretty good chunk of time. But uh, Scott Hall was part of the NWO. And one of the things I hated at Comic-Con was how the NWO stayed in character when they were talking to each other. Which I find it <laughs> fucking hey, ridiculous. No, he didn't do the hey, yo. <laughs> that was Razor Ramon. Though. Right. But he also <laughs> did it when he went down the WCW just to fuck with Vince. He did a good job of that. But when there was a wrestler there named Nathan Jones, I talked about this last time, and they were mocking the guy. He had a social anxiety. Wrestling was not the business for this guy. But he showed up at Comic-Con and naturally had a big line. 
And I was pissed off that the NWO, they're all sitting there going, well, fuck that guy. Why the fuck would I want? Why would anybody be in his line? We're here. And I'm like, guys, this isn't real. This is not, this <laughs> is not real. You guys are cartoon characters, and you did a good job. You played great cartoon characters, but let it go. Say, hey, good for you, Nathan. You still had a line in front of you. I was in it. And it pissed me <laughs> off like that. So I jumped out of line. Now I kind of regret it because I loved Scott Hall as a performer, as a guy who could perform in the ring and yet take it to the microphone just as hard. I, I appreciated him more than most. And I also, just like we were talking about Taylor Hawkins with drugs, I'm mad at Scott Hall because he did get clean. And then it turns out that the last year and a half, he wasn't. And that's why his body deteriorated and, he, and his heart gave out. He had hip surgery, routine surgery, and his body gave out from it. He had three or four heart attacks on the table getting his hip replaced. And, and you know, that's not normal. He wasn't that old. And that's kind of pissing me off. So I would have liked to see more NWO shit, like geriatric NWO. That would have been great. But all for that. <laughs> The GNWO. <laughs> Those are three of my initials, actually. <laughs> One of my favorite <clears throat> memes ever is uh, what do you call it? Uh, AA or NWAARP. And it shows all of NWA now. Nice. I think that's a great, great meme. That is, that and is the NWO, cool. they looked old. But I mean, Hogan's a piece of shit. But Kevin Nash still looks good. And Scott Hall looked okay up until about a year ago, and apparently he just fell off the fucking wagon, and he was drinking his full head off, and, and the same shit happened again. So, you know, it's unfortunate. I, I, I'm not mocking the disease, but I am right. mocking bad decisions, and I'm not going to stop doing that. That's just what we do. So That's what we do. Now, I just watched um, on the – do you have the Peacock channel? I do. Did you watch WWE? Evil WWE Evil. No, I didn't catch that, but thank you for trying to pronounce that twice. Because I haven't figured out how to say it yet. Let's call it Weevil. Weevil. I love Weevils. They wobble, but they don't fall down. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. And I watched the Hulk Hogan episode. It's the first episode in the NWO was a big part of it as well. Well, rebirth his career. I mean, everybody got so tired to take your vitamins and say your prayers. The fact he came out and he surprised (laughs) everybody becoming a heel and he told everybody to shut the hell up. That was awesome. That was incredible. I still watch that video and I get chills a little bit because it was it was a turning point. Love that. But uh, I don't watch a whole lot of WWE television anymore. I'm really into this AEW. I think they're doing it so much better right now. Who's your favorite? Do you like, uh, obviously, Jericho? But do you No, like- not obviously who's Jericho. That- I think Jericho's recycling no? stuff. I, I, really? I appreciate Jericho. I think he, he's a big part of why this company is a success. But I, I, I think his stuff is actually bringing it closer to what WWE was. I know it's pro wrestling. There's always going to be guys on the microphone and cartoon characters and weird storylines. But one of the things I always loved about this new league is that they presented it almost like sports. Yeah, you still had your over-the-top characters, but they were presenting it in terms of rankings and wins and losses. And I really enjoyed that. When Jericho got more prominent on TV, it wasn't there anymore. It kind of went away. So my favorite performer right now is the guy formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley. I think that guy hmm. needed to escape WWE's scripted television and just be given a live microphone and let him do his thing. And I think that's great. 
and he, he's really good. He's natural. A few other guys, but I don't have a favorite. I just think as a presentation as the show, I think it's just really good. And Kenny Omega, pound for pound, is the best wrestler in the world. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of. There's a guy there with. He's a heel. He's a. I, I hear that he's a very good heel, and he has three initials M, like MJF, M, baby. That's that's who Maxwell it is. Jacob yes. Friedman. He's 26, and you think this kid was in the business for 20 years? He, I, I've never seen a more natural guy. He's a good athlete. He's not the best wrestler you've ever seen. Doesn't have to be, but he's basically what the Miz was in WWE, but with more talent and better mic skills. <laughs> and he's really good. And George, I hate to do this, but I actually have to step away from it. I got to piss like a racehorse. So can you just hold <laughs> it and then edit this part out? Can't you just hold it? No. <laughs> Two go, minutes. Go I'll it. be back. Go. And we're back. <laughs> I apologize for that. If you want to mock me on the show for doing that, so be it. I would love it if you put a little in interlude music. That would be amazing. I could. You know what? I'm going to. I appreciate that. And you can make fun of I will actually I just do don't that. want to hear them say, I got to piss like a racehorse. Like I said, we went to a brewery with, uh, Good segue. with, with Craig and Fran, and uh, we had an afternoon. So that was that. Put it this way: We discuss trading wives, not oh, permanently, just for but, one date night. So I'm gonna. So sure. we're doing it. I'm taking his wife out for a date night, and my wife's taking him out for vegan food. So who wins here? Uh, clearly, you. I'd say the the uh, scales are tipped in my favor. Craig's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll eat anything. Totally, he was trying not to insult my wife. He's so full of shit. He's gonna come home and devour like half a box of Enemy's donuts. <laughs> He'll be bringing in the Burger King bag from takeout from, from the drive-thru. Oh, I blew up his spot today. His niece came out with us to the brewery. And Craig has been doing a really good job of lying. And by that, Craig <laughs> has talked to us about how he's not eating candy anymore. And he's he took oh, his day. Meanwhile, I watched him last night. There wasn't a moment over the course of three and a half hours recording. We did guys were either Matt or Craig didn't have a cigarette lit. But in the same, the same really? breath, he'll hack and wheeze and cough up something brown and red <laughs> and then tell me how he's watching his diet for health reasons and then he's oh, not eating awesome. this shit anymore because we used to get him. The kid used to eat Snickers bars and Tootsie Rolls like it was like contain the antidote. <laughs> he would just continue to eat this shit. And then sure enough, he uh, he's like, oh, I gave all of it up. And then I talked to his niece who he spends every Saturday with. She's like, he's eating this shit constantly. He ate a box of donuts in record time. I'm not sure he chewed. Oh. That's so funny. he's a liar, and he's listening to this he's today. Craig listens to podcasts. He knows this is coming out tomorrow. Craig, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you want to name the episode that? Craig's a fucking liar. An evening with Brad. You know what? I still like Human Veal, but I might go. You know what? This. Human Veal was my request to name that episode, but Kid Chuck's kind of flowed off the tongue. I actually thought you said at first Kid Chunks. Like there were chunks so of the did kid I, spewing out. I do the artwork. I thought it was. I thought it was the, kid chunks. It's kid chunks. I had to look at the title again. Yeah, I had to look again because I'm like, I, I thought I heard an N. It just maybe I just wanted to hear because no, it made chucks, sense. But... Like like chuck roast. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. It was. No, it was Either way, that, but... 
I'm sorry. I'm hey, sorry either way. Yeah. <laughs> but you got an extra 20 minutes out of it. Though. We can cut our only 20 minutes out of it. You, <laughs> we had three segments. It would have been a four-hour episode and not a good one. And you, and you still had more, right? You said, we got to stop here. Let's do it. Let's do another one. We'll we were going to do yeah. all of last week's topic this week, and then we got on to something else again. So we're sitting on we're a backlog of topics. And nice. Shit, so it should be good. It should be good. That's funny. So you don't think that you could have topped that? You did a Costanza. You went out on top. I knew that if we didn't post that episode, that audio, we would have regretted it. We might be regretting yeah. it now, but no. every now and then, again, I don't think it was bad. It's funny. Everybody on the show, especially Dave and Craig, they're like, Brad, you overthink. You're, 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 you're neurotic. You're this. You're that. You know who? I was the only one who was like, fuck it. Put it out. I thought it was great. Everybody else was worried about it. I wasn't. I didn't. What were they worried about? The subject matter? I think matter? they thought it might have gone too far in a dark direction. It was dark. I mean, don't get me wrong. We were... Do you really think any of us were sitting? It's not like we were outside this kid's funeral saying something. But in the moment, there were some obvious jokes to make, and we tugged it. It, 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 it yes. It's been cringe humor since the beginning on this show. We've joked about a lot of outlandish shit. I don't know why this was the line. And so I told the guys, I'm like, I think you're overthinking this. I get accused of overthinking everything, but the reality is I was the only one who did it this time. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> Yeah, well, but you make a valid point because that's the thing when you're when you're on a roll like that and and it's it is legitimately funny. Who cares if someone it you're the people who follow you and listen to you know who you are. I, yeah, at this you know, point, I'm, nobody's new to the show and been like, "Wow, they sound like delightful young men." You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's confusing this for that. You know, they've got promising careers here. Our show they? description is very simple. It's it's old school morning radio without the radio. That's really yeah. all this is, you know. And if, if you're offended by it, I'm sorry. Scroll on. But frankly, and that, the, the four of us laughed about it. So if you want to feel bad about it after the fact, fine. But in reality, all of us thought it was hysterical in the moment, and this is what we've been doing all along. We haven't, well, except Craig, because he was a li- he's a liar. He wasn't really laughing. Oh, once he once he, he gets going, it's in. amazing. It, it's 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 like a <laughs> dentist came by and just dropped gas in the room. He gets going and going and going, and his laugh is contagious. Again, he sounds like a bad bus tailpipe every time he talks, but he, when he gets going, it's, what was that dog from the old cartoons, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons that would sit there and chuckle and wheeze? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Muttley? Was Muttley? it Muttley or was it Droopy Dog? I forget which one was which. Muttley's the one that would... That's it. Yeah, like that's that. how... With shrugging the shoulders and do it. That's Muttley. Yeah, that's Muttley. correct. Craig is asthmatic Craig. Muttley. <laughs> Craig has asthma and diabetes and doesn't know it. He has the he has the worst doctor ever. I feel like his wife pays his doctor off to give him good news, and then she's secretly putting like <laughs> diabetes meds in his food when he's not looking. <laughs> doctor Vinny Boombats. <laughs> wow, there's a throwback too. Hey, I tell you. So what else going on with you, George? Um, I feel like we you focus on your guests, but you should. Jump in here. And well, that's what I do. Yeah, but more. Come on. It's chatting with George Noonan, not chatting with George Noonan's guests. <laughs> You'd be talking to yourself. <laughs> don't think I don't. <laughs> I do my own podcast. I really, it's got an audience of one. No, that's not true. That's there's at least two. Um, 
I, I, but I just, I'm still stuck on the fact that, that you guys might regret. Did I just lose you? No, I just, I just, you muted. oh, that was you. Okay. Oh, no, so that's what I vape, so I've been, I don't want to puff into the microphone. So I just muted. Well, I've heard your chair rocking. I've heard you open the can. You might as well blow, blow it out too. It My chair matter. rocking. I know. I need a new chair. Jesus Christ. Here, I'm muting again. I'm muting no. again. Talk amongst yourself. Okay, well, at least I'll know. At least I'll know. Um, see, now he's muted. I am, I'm using this new thing because uh, Brad didn't want to use. You do overthink things, Brad, and to some extent. I've even seen it with the, even with the microphone. You overthought it because I didn't think you were that bad at all. It sounded like but, a phone call. So, well, it was a yeah, phone but call. I didn't want it to sound like that because there's technology out there like this that makes it sound like we're in the same room or at least close to it. And I didn't want to feel like I was calling in, like I'm, you know, I'm in the car and then we're doing drive time radio and I'm trying to win. Brad from Rhode exactly. Island. Exactly. Yeah. Go. First time, long time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really interested in seeing the Rolling Stones this summer. Can you get me two tickets? I'm not a, <laughs> Be the fourth exactly. caller. I don't want to do that. And it, 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 we had a great conversation, but it always sounded like it was off there, somewhere in the distance. Uh, this sounds like I'm sitting next to you having a conversation. This is actually a really nice platform. Really cool. Well, I've heard two of the, you know how sometimes when you're on the Zoom call, you get a vibration sound like, like your voice. I've heard it twice already, and hopefully it doesn't show up. But I like this so far. And what I can do here is that, and I've always had this platform. It, they just recently started this call recorder thing, and I can have five people. Okay. Just, they, just, they just do that link. Well, I want to propose it, that. Um, That's my first proposal. Well, I'm, great. I'm down on one knee. Talk to the other guys on the show. I, I think you want to talk to the other ones because I've now had two shots at this. This one's going way better, by the way. But I, <laughs> yeah. the last time I'm like, crap hole, and don't swear. And this time I'm like, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> honestly, you want to get Craig on, obviously, he's the founder of the show. You want to get Dave on because he's been around a long time now, and he's he, he might be the – glue that kind of because sometimes we go off on flights of fancy we can do this we can make this happen and he kind of brings us back to reality and then we definitely want to get mad on because he's really funny and now i don't want you to do just a podcast about us but if you want to intermix it they're funny as hell they're great guys and uh, i think they're a little jealous that i got to be on twice so this is awesome Whoa. so make them jealous tell them no and make them make them I wait will. for it <laughs> I'm going to say, Brad wants me to, but guess what? I don't. Ooh. <laughs> I like that a lot. No, but the, see, that's, that's well, we're not good right to there. each other. You know, we joke constantly. We're like, we're not friends. I mean, let's, let's be friends. real. We're, we're colleagues. <laughs> Acquaintances at best. <laughs> this is a, just a, a circumstance of convenience. This is it. We yeah. just happen to have on-air chemistry, but oh, and they didn't like each other either. Oh, I, how awful was that? You know, it, it's kind of like finding out Santa Claus wasn't real. I really got upset when I found out they've hated each other for most of it. Bro, broke, my it's, heart. That's, broke my heart. It was more Opie, though, than Anthony. Because Anthony knew what he had. He was he, he was doing hard labor. And he's like, I'm not getting this. I'm not giving this up at all. This is the best gig ever. I think ever. Opie's a bitch. Okay, he is. And I'm going to use that term. And I apologize if anybody took that in a sexist way. I apologize to all bitches. Well, I don't apologize to bitches like Opie. <laughs> I watch this guy on his podcast every day talk about how he's not hung up on on anthony and yet every day he tells you he's not hung <laughs> up on anthony he, i mean you want to talk about living rent free in somebody's head okay yeah. he's, anthony's built condos 
It's fucking <laughs> awful. And, you know, I never loved Opie's portion of the show, but like I mentioned earlier, he was the rudder. They needed an Opie to make Anthony shine. You needed an Opie to let Jimmy do his thing. Opie, Opie's role was important. You needed a straight man in comedy, right? He was the straight, he yeah, was the straight man on the show. And it's frustrating to find out that a lot of petty shit led to a lot bigger shit. And it turned out to be a complete waste of time. But for those of us who, I don't want to say grew up, but a lot of us spent a lot of hours listening to that show and loving that show and feeling like we were there with them in the studio, that was heartbreaking. And I don't forgive either one of them for that. I don't listen to either of them now. I see Opie's post on Facebook and he's like, yeah, I'm really not into Anthony. Why do you guys keep bringing it up? Well, because you do. <laughs> and Anthony will sit there and go, you know what? Fuck Opie. But, you know, he doesn't do it as often. But if you go fuck Opie once a month, he's still in your brain too. And it's just frustrating beyond belief because it was such a simple thing. Go in the you literally got paid to hang out with your friends every day or at least people. Yeah. You got paid to talk to people and you blew it. And that's fucked up because I've got. You blew? Oh, did I lose you, George? No. Okay. Yeah. You blipped out for the first time. You mentioned that I blipped out earlier. You just blipped out for the first time. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't come through. But I, I, I hang out with three guys every Friday night that I would take a bullet for. I love these guys. I really do. You know, all joking aside, I love these guys. I would kill to get paid the money that those guys, I would get kill to get paid my salary to do <laughs> that every day. I would, I would happily leave my job to go do that every day with these guys and we'd fucking kill it. I won't, I won't even lie to you. You may not like us and we don't have a ton of listeners, but I will say this and I will say it with the utmost confidence, we are good at this, whether or not that means other people think we are is irrelevant. But I know that we're good at this. And I would kill to do this on a daily basis with my friends. And to watch Opie and Anthony piss it away and shit all over it and talk about how none of those things that we loved as fans were real, that's fucking annoying. And pardon my language because I'm swearing too much now. But that that really gets under my skin. What about you? I mean, how do you feel about this? Because you don't. You 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 were a fan, but you've never actually yes. told me how you felt about the way shit went down. <sighs> well, I, I of course I was disappointed. I, I I I was always Team Anthony over Opie, always, always. Because he was and, funnier, or because you thought he was right. Uh well, I know this. T- it takes two to tango, so I know he was at fault for some things, and he's admitted to a lot of stuff, whereas Opie rarely did. True, very true. But, but if 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 they both went their separate ways, if they were on it to the same station at the same time, a different stations at the same time, I would listen to Anthony ten times out of ten. Well, Anthony's just a genuinely funny guy. But but his right. politics has permeated so much of his comedy now. Yes, I don't care about that. But you know what? I I do and I don't. Like I don't care where he is politically. That's not my business. I think we talked about this the last time too, but yeah, no, I didn't. I don't mean I meant that I don't care for that. I should have said I don't. I don't like to. I I, I hate when people bring their politics. In my opinion, you have a gut reaction to the news the night before that makes the morning radio show. That's why they did drive time, right? They did six to ten. People are either going to work or at work, or just starting their day, right? 
you you talk about what happened the day before and you do it in a funny way. It doesn't have to be political every time. I realized the last four years, five years in American history were turbulent. It doesn't have to permeate everything we do. And Anthony, I think, took it too far where, you know, not only for his support of right-wing politics at the time. Again, I don't care where you land. It doesn't matter to me. It's not my business. I remember when voting booths had curtains, you know? <laughs> well, those are the uh, days. Oh, wasn't man. it great, wasn't it great when we didn't feel the need to put our, our beliefs <laughs> on a sign in front of our house or on a floor? We were told not to tell people who we voted for. I was raised that way. I was yeah. raised to believe, you know what, that's a personal thing. Right. You know, and I think it started in the 80s, though. I think Mondale, because everybody wanted Reagan out, it was, it was Mondale and then it was Dukakis. Like, everybody wanted all of these guys out because it, it was right-wing evil, right-wing evil. I think that's when it really kind of started. There was always this conflict, but never to this extent. But, again, if you had a Reagan-Bush sticker on your car, people weren't trying to run you off the road. I had a winter bush once. Good for you. How'd that go? Yeah. I was going to say, you're a fairly hairless dude. Yeah. Well, that's the bushes, you know, it's an ale, pale ale. I'm curious, George, exactly what, how big was the party when you grew your pube? <laughs> pube. <laughs> was it also, it was it's, also white as the virgin snow. I used it as a belt. I wrapped it. That's how long it got. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, but you are literally the most hairless human being I've ever seen in my life. I, I have spots on my legs that that will never grow here. I, it, it it doesn't hurt that I can't tan, or I can tan, but it takes forever. I mean, well, I've been in eight my legs the sixth grade, and I'm now losing hair on my legs because I'm losing circulation from diabetes. <laughs> I feel like you and I are moving in different directions. Yeah, we're going to meet in the middle. No, no, Eventually, we're going to no, look the same. Not. We're polar opposites. <laughs> I'm heading south. You're not. It's because you're drinking V8 sparkling energy. And I'm, dr I'm drinking yeah, a killed. beer that's dedicated to wrestling. <laughs> I love that they call it's called it Love that. and Wrestling. It's great. It, it's a great beer. Too. Love and Wrestling. Tastes like sweat. It tastes like hard work. Let's not let's not overstate it. Hard work. <laughs> tastes like a chair shot. <laughs> Which you cannot fake, by the way. Display what people think. How do they not get bruised, though? I think they build. I think I know, they build I, up scars. I know the punches. I build up scars. But I know that. Well, you have to. You have to. You have to bruise originally for that to happen. Like I get the punches. They pull the punches. They don't close their fist the whole way. They, you know. But a chair shot. If you actually watch how, how, how those chair shots go, though, what you're hearing is the air. I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't tickle. It's still it's a, a chair. flat surface on a flat surface. When you position yourself on all fours, <laughs> giggity, and, and <laughs> every Friday yeah, night, that's what our show's about. Tune in, needless to say, podcast.com. <laughs> but um, what you do is when you hit flat on flat, it, the air displacement, I think, makes a good chunk of the noise. Don't get me wrong, it hurts, but it's more like a smack. When they used to take the shots to the head, there's no way to do that. And these guys were at that time in the attitude era and even into ruthless aggression era, which was early 2000s. Those guys were trying to outdo each other. They were trying to win a ratings war that really didn't exist. They were trying to get TV. They wanted to make it unmissable TV. So everybody was willing to go the extra mile. That's why mankind jumped off the cage into the table. 
That's why these yeah. guys bladed and cut their heads open to bleed on TV. The reality is we've seen it all. The extremities, it, it doesn't shock us anymore. AEW, the rookie mistakes they're making as a new league right now or a new company. It's not a league. It's entertainment. But they're, they're trying to outgore and out-adult the established leader. Don't. Just put on a good show. Give me characters I care about, and people will tune in. You overthink it, and it becomes trash. And, you know, right now everybody's there's a competition again, and they're, they're all leaning on gimmicks instead of just putting out a TV show. I don't watch CSI for bad characters. I'm not going to watch wrestling with bad characters. That's all. There's really not a whole lot to it. Um, but that said, there is no CSI-flavored beer. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna See? lean on wrestling. <laughs> Realize I got a little serious about a fucking children's entertainment show. <laughs> Looks like this conversation's gone stale. Yeah, <laughs> I love that meme more than anything else. David Caruso was like, "I got to leave network TV. I'm a much better actor than this." Then he oh, comes back to network oh. TV. Awful piece of shit. Then Awful. he puts on. Some- and I was trying to think of the word skunked, by the way, and it didn't come out. It didn't come in time with where it was supposed to be so that's why i went with stale i maybe i'll maybe i'll fix that around i'll edit that out don't edit that out because i i couldn't think of the word i was like i gotta say I something. took a five minute piss break and i know you're gonna leave it in because you're lazy i know you gotta get <laughs> yeah but now you have motivation because i have to put in a sound i have to put in a musical you clip do have now. to put an interlude so I, well you when you left i actually did write down where it is in the in you're the thing, smart but, dude, but i was George. yeah, yeah. Years, years of was, wisdom yeah more, more, yeah i was gonna say more than i expected <laughs> I'm right behind you, dude. I'm 46. I'm right with you. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. I think I, I I think there was something that was said before that made me think you had no idea how old I was. Oh, I thought um, for sure you were Christie's age. That's that's all it was. I thought you two grew up together because you all came from the same area. I, I, I never figured, met her. See, I figured you two knew each other in that regard. No, she was she would she was gonna come back here. Uh, I think COVID summer we were gonna yeah, meet one yeah. night. It just it, she she couldn't get She's out. She's a here. mystery wrapped and in an enigma. She, it's a good combo. It's like a, it's like a Snickers bar. Makes her, I, um, makes I her wanted hot. It, I, I wanted it does. I wanted to get her on the podcast, but she couldn't because she's she can't say too much because of her job. Okay. Because yeah, she was she was absolutely going to do it. She said, and then I went to oh you're muting. <laughs> um, that, that time I was just, coughing. She, you got to give me that. You got to oh. give me that one. Oh, good for you. Look at that. I just cough. I don't care. I, you know, I'm not going to bend into my elbow and be like, I got it. <laughs> still in your elbow. Eh, still not doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, did, no. I didn't know that her job prevented her from doing it, but that's all fine and good. Uh, I just wish she'd listen to our show again. She used to. She's, oh, she stopped? I, I know she hasn't commented. You, she and I used to have like these obscure late night chats where she would be done doing her job. And she'd be like, I'm bored. And so she'd write me, hey, what's going on? And we used to throw her shouts at the end of the episode and to see if she listened that far. And they eventually stopped coming. (laughs) So I I realized she's too, she's busy. She's a human being. Honestly, you want to grow out of us. I get it. We're not that good. (laughs) We're really not that good. (laughs) You're not fine wine or anything. I I think we're good at what we do. I said it before. I think we're good at what we do, but we're definitely not for everyone. And and you might just get tired of what it is we do. 
uh, I, I hope we haven't lost her. But there was a point where she was calling in and or leaving suggestions and emailing us all day and writing. So I, I miss that. And I hope she comes back. I miss you, Christy. I miss you terribly. Oh, oh. Now you actually have met her, yes. correct? Yes. She came in, into my garage and we did a show with her and her friend. Oh, that's right. I think I did. Yeah. Know well, don't listen to that episode. Bad things happened in that episode. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> they had gone out near where you live and then thought it was a great idea to make the, the 40 minute trip down to May. And oh. then we drank some more. And oh, yeah, so by, by hour two, shit got real. And, and voices got flirty. Really? Yeah, not from her, not from Christy. But Christy wasn't. From you. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, you can't, can't keep <laughs> me away from Dave. It's a tremendous. <laughs> He's he a, is a pile of love if there ever was one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pile of something. <laughs> well, I'll let you discuss that when you have him on. <laughs> Um, no, honestly, I, I just don't think she was in, in, in the frame of mind to do it, but we had agreed to do it. Uh, I would love to have her back. Love to have her back. It, it was not our best episode, but we made the best of it. And uh, that's, 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 that's it. That's it. it. It might not go down in the annals of history, but we had a good time. It was, always, it, it was nice to put an actual face to the name. You know, when you know somebody so well and yet you've never met them in person, it was nice that when she showed up, we hugged immediately. And I'm like, we've never laid eyes on each other until today. And so, you know, as much as I don't love social media, I do appreciate that it's allowed things like that to happen. That's kind of cool. You got to give it that. Well, yeah, because we wouldn't be having this conversation if, if it didn't. Well, if I knew you were 50, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> go to the fucking. I, I, I prefer a younger man. <laughs> well, it's a shame Craig's out, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> Uh, no, honestly, I, I think it's brought a lot of people together. The fact that you never met her in person, and yet yeah. she told you to come see us in person, and now we're yep. friends, and then you, you right. got four guys who know who you are. That's how all this shit works, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty goddamn cool. It's like a it's like a Prell commercial. They tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and so call on. So a Prell commercial, really? I what's yeah, we gonna yeah. drop a bomb for Brill Cream now? What the do you, do you even know what a prel, prel is? was a shampoo that apparently made people bald because <laughs> I used it. <laughs> I think that was prel. prel. was thicker than fucking magma. I remember that. <laughs> that shit came out on its own time. Don't squeeze. Don't bother. When prel is ready, prel will wash your That's hair. That's right. <laughs> you, but, but, you don't wait for prel. Prel exactly. waits for you. Go, go step out of the shower. Go brush your teeth. Prel will let you yeah, know when take, you get back Take a minute. It's, it's time, boys. Let's go. Then I used Pert Plus. Everybody in the late 80s used Pert Plus. Pert Plus, yes. Because it was shampoo and conditioner in one. And then you put it in, oh, and then it came out, and your hair felt like the bottom bun of a McDonald's cheeseburger. It was so <laughs> the perfect buns. soft. They're like, I, even then, I'm like, wow, I've got a great head of hair, but it's not going to last if I keep using Pert Plus. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it Pert Minus. Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure the owners of Pert Plus also own the Bosley Air Center <laughs> for men. Well, that guy, yeah, that right. guy's like, yeah, you can still swim with him. He's got one hand holding it on his head. Yeah, he's Mari from uh, Yeah, Goodfellas. he's just swimming in circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's fantastic. You can oh even get God. it wet. <laughs> but don't. We don't advise. No. We strongly suggest. How about these commercials now? Did you ever see them when they list the side effects and one of them is death? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> I'd rather have the ailment I've already got, I think. Well, at least then you got a fighting chance. But my favorite part of these commercials is don't use if you're allergic and then they name the name of the drug. How the fuck yeah. am I going to? I'm not even interested <laughs> in the commercial if I'm already taking it. But 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 I I literally heard a side effect is death. Oh, it's many of them. It's, yeah. What the hell is that? I mean, I thought when Dorito said you know may cause anal leakage, I thought that was a big deal. I'll take the anal Olesha? leakage over. Olesha was the shit, man. Or Olean? Did they go? <laughs> Olesha was the best. It's like yeah, enjoy these trips now because you're going to enjoy them again yeah. in twenty minutes. <laughs> but don't worry, they'll just slide right out. It's it's it'll yeah, leak out it, slowly. It might come like out a... as a triangle. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a tire. You have a slow leak. That's oh. all it is. That's all it is. No, no, I remember that. You used to sit down and be like, you know, I'm not sure I'm getting up anytime soon because I'm afraid. <laughs> I get that. Uh, I, I think the side effect of death thing is because people have died and their lawyers said, well, you better fucking put that up front because I'm not dealing with it on the back end. Kind of like Olesha. It's still crazy. It's still crazy. It's not crazy. It, it, it's covering your ass. Yeah, but don't you think people are going to say, you know what? I'll take my chances. Yeah, that's why they advertise the drug, because people are going to take their chances, but they have to cover their ass in the meantime. Nobody's going to be like, you know, you can take Tylenol and die from it. If whatever your condition right. is doesn't agree with acetaminophen, you're done. So. All right. Now, when you took, when you get on, last, last time you got on a train or a bus, did it say may cause death? This ride may cause no, death? No, I think it's understood, but, you know, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't fly well. And, and, you know, by the way, if you want to know why, look at the news from China this past week. Okay, that, that plane went into a 45 or 35,000 foot vertical nosedive. That's why I don't fly. Because we don't belong up there. It, it, it's understood that when you get on a plane, that, by the way, you're signing away the right to sue. Because you'll probably be a pile of burning ash if shit goes wrong. You know, there, there, I think when you take a drug, you have the right to say, yeah, you might die from this because you might die from a gummy bear. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm making a point or not, but I, I, I understand that they have to protect themselves because they're they're sued constantly. So you might as well just say, "Yeah, you might die from this." Roll the dice. Roll the dice. You feeling lucky? Well, are you punk? Well, I mean, there's so many drugs. I told you, I'm diabetic. I'm type two diabetic. I'm fat guy diabetic. I'm diabetes that I gave myself. <laughs> You know, I wasn't born with diabetes and have an unfortunate fate. No, I gave myself diabetes because I treated my body like a urinal for 28 years. You peed it? Uh, probably. Probably. And by that, I mean definitely. May cause May death. May cause death. My, my lifestyle was not sustainable. <laughs> I would get home from teaching children how to be better children, and then I would eat a, like a two-foot sandwich from a local deli and then drink myself stupid until 11 p.m., and then I'd get up by the grace of God the next morning and go do it again with a hangover. This was the, Is that deli still around? Probably because of the money I put into it. Because I want to visit a two-foot sub I'm any day. I'm pretty sure please. there's a bronze statue of me out front. <laughs> With anal, anal leakage. because I always had the Doritos on the side. That's right. <laughs> oh, lean. Oh, lean. Didn't... Oh, don't lean over. <laughs> I was thinking Dolly Parton. Oh, lean. Oh, lean. <laughs> oh, lean. Nice, nice. <laughs> 
What else you want to talk about, George? I feel like we've we've covered wrestling to podcasting to anal leakage. I, I don't know how many more gamuts we can hit. It's run the gamut. Yeah, that's, that's just that's funny because I was going to use that word. That's that's we all call it. We run the gamut. Run the that? gamut. I'll let you off the I'll let you off the hook with the uh, Tristan's uh, human veal. You, which was funny, to, by the way. Which was, I think it was fantastic. We came up with even better lines last night. Dave had the line of the night last night. I will not spoil it because this episode precedes our episode coming out next week. Yes, yes. But yes. I can tell you that Dave was the man that literally stopped the show in its tracks. It was that funny. Uh, it was a Bill, well, it was a Bill Cosby it. joke. I can tell you that. Yeah, those don't age well. But this one apparently is, is you know gold. Who else doesn't age well? Bill Cosby's victims. Ooh. Okay, nice. and that's going to be my final salvo. <laughs> no, honestly, George, thank you again for letting me redeem myself, at least by being myself a little bit more. I'm on my only my second love in wrestling. I've done so much talking, I haven't done a whole lot of drinking. But I was definitely more, that's, that's more relaxed me. than I was the last time, and I, from what I can gather, I sound better, so that's good. Uh, you do. You sound But uh, when are you going to come on the Needless to Say podcast? That's what I want to know. I will. I'm willing. Last time we tried it, I, I are you still COVID scared or are you working. willing to make a drive now? I'll make the All trip. Right, come on down. We're going to do this in person because I can't bust your balls appropriately over Zoom. <laughs> That's true. I want them busted properly. Yeah, you know, I don't need you looking like you're on the beginning of the Muppet Show. It's just not going to work, even though you do. You do. That's well, fair is fair. You you look like again albino beaker. Is how I would describe it. <laughs> but uh, no, my garage is open anytime, as is Dave's. I will volunteer it for you. If you want to come down anytime, just give me like a day's notice and we'll we'll set up a show entirely for you and we'll have a great time doing it. So Wow. All right. Well we will make this so, happen. Well, we've been we'll waiting to we'll... bust your balls for a year and a half now. So that's so these, true. These that's jokes true. are that's... aging poorly, but we'll make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. No, we'll make the, we will make that happen. I, I would but love to do, do I get to plug my shit now? Yeah, completely. awesome. Right Again, now. it's over. Uh, it's the Needless to Say podcast. If you like old school morning radio, Opie, Anthony, Howard, Bennington, any of those guys, come check us out at needless to say podcast.com. We're also on every possible podcast platform available. Check us out, subscribe to us, leave us comments, send us hate mail, which you will if you listen to the most recent one. <laughs> and uh, also check out, you know, as bad as we are. Think about the people that invite us on their shows, and they're just as bad by default. <laughs> hey, so I like thank that. you all, uh, and uh, I appreciate this, George, a lot. Thanks, all. Well, one more quick thing, real quick, Brett. Um, the, the Bennington is referring to Ron Bennington, who was the most underrated person on XM Radio when they were with Opie and Anthony. I think they picked up a lot of the slack. I think they got better as the result of O and A getting worse. Oh, maybe, but I, 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 at first I wasn't a big fan and the more I listened, cause it was just on afterwards. I was like, holy crap. I like this guy. It just, I, I found Ron Bennington to be so funny, but I had to get used to him. Well, first. you and I but talked about I did, this the last time too. And then do you know what happened three weeks after we aired that episode where we talked about Fez, Fez died and we oh. never covered this tonight. And I don't want to get into it now cause I already gave you my finale and I got to go, but I, uh, <laughs> But you and I can have a round three, a rubber match, if you will. A you won the match. first round. I right. won this one. But I, That's but true. I think uh, we killed Fez. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. Well, I can't, it's tough to argue. And even if I wanted to, you won't let me. So we'll do that in Sounds round three. Sounds great, my friend. Thank you so much. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Brad. Bye-bye.